Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because Party of Redemption, your table is now ready. Well, there you are. Welcome back to the table. I'm excited this week we have a guest on board, my good, good friend, Denby Sherry. Welcome back to the table, man. Hey, man. It's good to see you, Robert. Always love uh, being invited, so thanks for having me. You're welcome. Last time we were together, we were in a very noisy barbecue place on a Saturday morning. That's true. With metal chairs and a growing crowd eating barbecue. We kind of had but, br- but we had barbecue and I don't have any right now. So you I'm already missing the last one. You know, I'm like, hey, how come we don't have barbecue, dude? You can go right down the road. It's just eleven <laughs> miles from where you live. Uh, uh, the best barbecue place in Texas. I would say so. Me but too. Sh- don't tell anybody because uh, everybody else thinks it's in Austin or somewhere else. So <laughs> we, we know kinda, that's not true. It's not. We kind of like it being a hidden gem. So yeah, yeah. city market, and that's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Six hundred towns in Texas. <laughs> I guess they can Google it if they want to. Uh, don't mind my iced coffee. Uh, it's almost eight o'clock at night my time, but I just needed to pick me up. It's been a long day, so. Don't mind my mint juice. No, that's not what that is. Don't mind my sweet tea. <laughs> I, it's a southern thing, y'all. Not, not the mint julep, but the, the sweet tea. You can, we'll have a recording of this. And yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> Man, I've been excited about this particular episode because I visited you back during the summer. You and Steph there at Gomer's house was there for several days and I had the idea. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Sit down with a musician, someone who writes music, uh, someone whose life is centered in music. Not You're centered in Christ, but you you, you use music yeah. as a means. And just you know, Hey, do, it pays the bills, man. That's yeah. how the Lord... <laughs> uh, to, to talk about lyrics, song lyrics specifically and and of course i think a really good song is a good marriage of music and lyrics but i probably lean more towards the lyrics because it can be a great song but if the lyrics are trite i'm you know i mean oh absolutely yeah although you could put the lime in the coconut and (laughs) it's just a great song (laughs) It, it is funny what will stick with you even if it's not a great lyric i mean i i I can't believe this is gonna be the first song i'm talking about but you just made me think about this i can still quote vanilla ice's ice ice baby from 30 (laughs) years ago and it's not like it's a great song but some of those things just stick in your mind forever uh i don't know how they do that it's like 
those commercials too that you just yeah. can't get out of your mind. So yeah. a good lyric, a good lyric will go a long way. Yeah, and that's a good song in, in, when it's on the soundtrack of Mr. Popper's Penguins. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> just, My girls love that movie. Just throw that out there. It's a good movie. So, <laughs> so when you kick us off, what are some of your favorite lyrics? Okay, well, I, as a musician, I have a huge catalog of stuff that I like to listen to. And I go through different seasons of... <sighs> you know oh i'm in a country phase let me listen to some country music or oh i'm in a uh, a rock phase let me listen to some good classic rock or singer songwriter and so i go through these waves i just get tired of certain stuff and i'll, I'll find a niche and i'll just find myself kind of diving into that niche um so consequently right now my favorite lyrics right now uh i've been diving back in to some of the singer songwriters from like the 70s mm-hmm. so guys like uh glenn campbell john denver uh jim croce fantastic songwriter um gordon lightfoot that kind of thing and so uh one of the songs that i've really enjoyed lately and i just taught it to myself on guitar is gentle on my mind now yeah. glenn campbell sang it and make it popular but he actually didn't write it jimmy um, webb no it was um what jimmy webb john hartford john, Hart- john, okay. john Hart- jimmy webb did a lot of his uh, glenn campbell stuff they kind of had a good marriage of glenn campbell coming up with the music and jimmy webb coming up with lyrics but anyways it's just good stuff like so do you want me to share lyrics yeah, absolutely. like okay yeah absolutely. yeah yeah what, what appeals gonna, to you which one well i'm not going to read the whole thing but it's just some of his phrasing he's telling a story about he's just uh this guy sounds like a vagabond in the in the song he say he's he talk in one line he talks about being around a uh a fire at a barrel like he's some hobo or something but as bad as his life is He's got this woman that he loves on his mind and it kind of gives him peace. Mm -hmm. And it just says, it's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your couch. And it's knowing I'm not shackled by forgotten words and bonds and the ink stains that are dried upon some line. It keeps you in the back roads by the rivers of my memory. Keeps you ever gentle on my mind. I'm just like, that is some daggum good lyrics. It's yeah. just creative. It's, you know, it's tells a story, tells a picture, paints a picture. Um, so anyways, lately I've, I've found myself kind of going back to some of that old stuff. Uh, I, I'm at that age now where I'm old enough to listen to modern songs. And I'm like, oh, what is this junk? Give me some of the old stuff. You know, <laughs> that's when you know you're getting old. When the contemporary <laughs> stuff, you're like, oh, this is garbage. Where's good old stuff? <laughs> you're you're old enough to know better, but still too young to care. I mean, that's another yeah. lyric. Not one of my favorites, but boom, it comes in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that's that's some stuff that's been sticking out to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's great songwriting. He wrote another song or maybe with someone, maybe this one was with Jimmy Webb, uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, you know, oh, it's, it's yeah. leaving, you know, it's, it's like that's nah, fantastic. Yeah. Good, good songwriter. Uh Rhinestone Cowboy. Uh, yeah, Glenn Campbell's fantastic. I mean, I know this is about lyrics, but um, I sometimes get reminded. I, I love to dive down the hole of YouTube mm-hmm. and uh, and just dive into artists uh, and, and try to find. And I'm big on live performances. I love just looking up, 
you know, live performances from way back when. And um, I think a lot of stuff comes out live that, uh, you know, everything on, the, on an album is polished, but live you really see kind of more heartfelt stuff, especially on when songs are really big and produced, but then you've got the guy who maybe wrote it and sings it and he just does it with like a guitar or piano. Yeah. I love that. And so I find myself, Glenn Campbell, so amazing as a musician just amazing and as somebody who you know when i started getting into music you know he's kind of fading out of the picture he wasn't really that big when i started getting into music and so i'm it's like i'm catching up on a lot of things uh, as i've grown into adulthood and stuff like that but yeah glenn campbell just incredible one of the best guitarists ever yeah you mentioned uh one of my favorite singer songwriters john denver I loved him. So good. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, such powerful lyrics. I mean, just Rocky Mountain High is one of my favorite. And there's a line yeah. in there. You, you know, he'd be a poor man if he never saw an eagle fly. Yeah. Simple. Good. Yeah. I love his uh, Annie song. Uh, you fill up my senses, you know, like light in the morning. So just, yeah, poetic stuff. Kind of, I don't know if there's stuff like that out there now. I mean, it's definitely not on the radio. So, uh, but I just love some of that old stuff. I'm like, man, I miss that. Just good, rich, deep singer songwriter stuff. Yeah. And a lot, it seemed like a lot of it was in the seventies. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was kind of a big decade for that, wasn't it? It was. John Denver was just a phenomenal songwriter, and he wrote yeah. great stuff up until he was killed in the plane crash. Yeah. Um, it was like, I mean, he his stuff started fading in the 80s from pop popular music, but his songwriting skills were shining all the way until his, his last album. So uh, just good. And, and he, a lot of times did music and lyrics together. Oh yeah. 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 He's incredibly talented. Yeah. I'm kind of drawn to those, those guys or, or, or ladies, whoever. Yeah. yeah. When you write a song, which comes first for you, lyrics or music? Um, <clears throat> I think when I first started writing songs and I'm by no means a, prolific songwriter I'm no, I'm no ross king who writes you know he probably has like a catalog of a thousand if you're watching this and you don't know who he is he's a friend of ours i'm gonna quote him. one of his songs in a minute so well, good um when i first started writing it was mostly i think the music that would come first mm -hmm. and um one of the very first songs I ever wrote is one that i know you like it's called i've never seen what i believe and yes. And that I was playing around with this, um, <laughs> it, it almost is Hotel California-ish chord progression that kind of, it's it's very minor key and, you know, just not your basic happy chords, I guess. And somehow those lyrics came out of, the, so that music came first. Um, as a worship leader, um, mo it seemed like most of the songs that I wrote I think music started coming first because I was trying to make sure that it was singable for people. Most of the songs that I wrote are worship, corporate worship songs. Mm -hmm. And so my, my thought was, okay, let me make this simple and that kind of thing. So most of them came music first and then some lyrics. Um, Cause the music was very basic, you know, let's be honest. Most corporate worship stuff is basic 
by design Mm -hmm. so it's singable for people um a few years ago i was going through a little bit of a writing season and i go through seasons of that uh where i did lyrics first i I almost wrote a whole song of lyrics had no melody at all no music or anything i just i had all these lyrics come to me and um and then i went and put uh music to it uh, it's a, it was a hymn that I wrote. It's called How Valiant Is My God and King. And I haven't recorded that yet. I haven't recorded an album in a while. Um, and I haven't written a lot of songs lately. I just I haven't found the time. And like I said, that's seasonal to me. But I I have a collection, <laughs> a lot of collection of, of just lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, I, stuff I'll hear in a sermon or a quote from somebody that I'm like, wow, that's a great, that's a be a great you know, either title or an idea for a song. Uh, and I have a whole collection of those, you know, one of those things you're like, Oh, I'm gonna get back to that. It's a little folder on my computer, just full of ideas. So I guess in answer to your question, I'm at a place now where the music will probably come secondary to me. It's much more important now of, Hey, do I have something to say? Mm-hmm. Let me find something to say. And then I'll find the music to fit it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you if I'm in file anywhere, because we used to do a lot of, you know, I would speak and you would do the music for, but I, I maybe you, you, have you to probably are. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I still, I steal stuff from everybody. I'm like, Oh, that's a great quote. <laughs> You're an equal opportunity. Thief, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's another favorite lyric of yours? Hmm. I was thinking of some, you mentioned John Denver. I love John mm-hmm. Denver. Okay. Gordon Lightfoot. I, if you could read my mind, you would know. Oh, that's what, no, that's no. the one. That's really? the one. Really? That's the one. I love that. <laughs> Go for it. Didn't do it. No, I was just playing uh, off of that song title. Uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah. If you could read my mind, you know, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old time movie about a ghost from a wishing well. And he just goes on to tell this story of this, uh, he and his, his love, who I guess, uh, you know, they broke up and that kind of thing. And, and this, I, I love this. This is actually, I guess, autobiographical mm-hmm. of of he and his now ex-wife, because I saw an interview with him. Like I said, I, I dive deep down the rabbit hole when I want to know stuff about a musician or a song. And after listening to that song a number of times, you know, I was like, well, what's the backstory? Because that's always helpful, right? You, sometimes you think, wow, what were they thinking when they wrote this? Was He went through a divorce and he wrote this song and, and like... Uh, uh, what's that one light in there? Uh, s- stories always end. And if you could read between the lines, you'll know that I'm just trying to understand the feelings that you lack. Uh, you know, so obviously he's, he had a problem with her and mm-hmm. feeling like she didn't relate to him or whatever. And he was saying this in this interview, like, Hey, I wrote this about my wife at the time we went through a divorce, yada, yada. And he said that, uh, you know, everybody wants to hear this song when he, um, does a concert but his kids they were like dad we need you to change that line because you're talking bad about mom there like the feelings that you lack and so Mm -hmm. he changed it to something else i forget what it was but i always found that interesting i was like man this this is a real life thing for him this wasn't him just trying to say let me come up with a good song 
you mm. know, this was something he actually went through. And yeah. so that's, if, if people are listening to this and they don't know that one, that's just from a long time ago, I think 1971 or 72 or something. And back when I used to listen, to listen to it on the radio, it's really, there you, there you go. You're, <laughs> you're dating yourself, but anyways, that's a great one. I love that one. And, it, and, and it's a peaceful melodic song. Yeah. It's real, uh, melancholy for sure but it's just beautiful i like it a lot my favorite song of his is the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald uh, yeah now there's a story, story song yeah yeah, so. yeah um and this this is i'm gonna ask you somewhere we'll talk about songs that you think are perfectly written songs and since you're on the subject of singer songwriters uh don mcclain who everybody <laughs> yeah. loves American Pie. Well, that's not my favorite Don McLean song. My favorite Don McLean song is the one he wrote about Benson Van Gogh. And it's Starry, Starry Night. I'm going to read the words to this because it's just, it's a story, but it misses deep. A um, Starry, Starry Night, paint your palette blue and gray. Look out on a summer's day with eyes that know the darkness in my soul. Shadows on the hills. Sketch the trees and the daffodils. Catch the breeze and the winter chills and colors on the snowy linen land. Now I understand what you tried to say to me and how you suffered for your sanity and how you tried to set them free. They would not listen. They did not know how. Perhaps they'll listen now. And in the next, you know, two lines, it just it picks up on that 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 line, they would not listen. And I think down uh, the second time around, uh, they would not listen. They did not know how, perhaps they'll listen now. And then where does he say it down here? Um, they would not listen. They're not listening still. Perhaps they never will. And he was a misunderstood artist. Van Gogh was, I, I don't, I think I heard somewhere he only sold one painting in his lifetime or wow. maybe, maybe one or two more. I uh, need to fact check that, but uh, he was ahead of his time. And uh, uh, my favorite type of art is impressionism. And I love Van Gogh's work. And uh, he, he had enrolled in seminary. So he started out as a theologian and then he, he uh, dove into art and I just think it's just this beautiful song. Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask when you were reading that lyric, because I'm not familiar with uh, that one as much as you are. But that sounds like <laughs> it sounds like that could be the words of Christ. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll leave, read the last line in completeness. Um, Starry, starry night, portraits hung in empty halls, frameless heads on nameless walls with eyes that watch the world and can't forget. Like the strangers that you've met, the ragged men in ragged clothes, the silver thorn of bloody rose lie crushed and broken on the virgin snow. Now I think I know what you tried to say to me, how you suffered for your sanity, how you tried to set them free. They would not listen. They're not listening still. Perhaps Man, they good. never will. Yeah. Yeah. So you're exactly right. There's Jesus Christ is in that. So I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. Everybody goes to American Pie, but he's, he's a good songwriter. Good yeah. musician. Yeah. All right. Your turn there. I, I, I kind of went at length on that one. I'll, I'll okay. shorten up my next phrases. So. All right. You'll find this really funny. Uh, so my three daughters, who you know well, um, whenever they ride in the car with me, uh they're so spoiled everybody out there is so spoiled with apple music and whatever spotify whatever it is you choose to use these days um 
and so they're like, dad, play a song. Or no, they always say, dad, can we pick songs? Can we pick songs? And well, it's like a 45 minute car ride from our house to church. And so we have a good ways to go. So we can get through quite a number of songs. Everybody gets a turn. And it's just so funny how you can just tell your phone, hey, Siri, play blah, 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 you know, and it does it. And I just think back to the days where, you know, I was in my car changing CDs all the time, <laughs> whatever. And so consequently, we each have different tastes. And, you know, I've tried to introduce them to a wide variety. I mean, they're just going to get living in our house. They're going to get a wide variety of stuff. You know, when Stephanie's cooking, she plays country music and, you know, I'll play whatever. So anyways, all that to say, uh, my two oldest, and I think maybe Shia too, they really like Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, um, <laughs> which is just, <laughs> it's just funny to me. And, uh, you know, in some of the lyrics, you know, you could be like, oh, don't let your kid listen to that, but it's okay. Uh, and so I was thinking of that. We just listened to it again the other day and they're in the backseat, just jamming out. Um, and as we were getting ready for this podcast, I was thinking of that. And I was like, I, I would argue that that has to be that maybe not lyrically, but just altogether. One of the greatest rock songs ever written. It's so different. It's so unique. It's just a masterpiece really. And so I was thinking of the lyrics and it made me laugh, just the things that they could stick in there. And everybody knows it. You know, every, not everybody could memorize all the lyrics, but everybody knows that song. Mm -hmm. And they know different things. They use the word Galileo in a song. Figaro. Yeah. You know, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the Fandango? What? No, none of us even know what that means. <laughs> but we all sing it. We all know what it is. Um, and I just find it so funny. Uh, Freddie Mercury, you know, writing all the lyrics to that. And... I'm like, man, what was that guy thinking? Or what was he on at the time? I don't know. <laughs> that might be the better question. Yeah. But he came up with a great song. And and again, that one tells uh, a, a story. And um, it's, it's almost like different songs in one. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Spare him his life from his monstrosity and all these things that go with it. So again, not a super deep song, but I find it so interesting how they crafted these lyrics uh, that can stick with us and, and are catchy and yeah. singable. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really an art. You talk about art. There's an art right there, painting yeah. a picture with a lyric that uh, gets stuck in your head. So yeah, my favorite queen song is another one bites the dust. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, didn't I see a video the other day you posted somewhere of uh, uh, Laomi playing guitar. Are you oh, playing something yes. together? What was that? What was what, what was what you what she was playing? What was the song? I, th I th well, she played a number with me mm -hmm. at our Sunday night service. That may have been if I remember correctly, Stephanie didn't record all of them. I think she recorded "This Is My Father's World." I yeah, think. yes, yes, and that's what he jumped out at me because that's like my favorite hymn. Oh, I love that uh, hymn. It's beautiful. There's the great lyrics. lyrics. Great yeah. lyrics. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That, that was what caught my attention. So, all right. I threw a perfect song, what I believe to be a perfectly written song. I used Vincent. Uh, do you have one that comes to mind? It's like the whole song is just perfect. I do. And I think I mentioned this in our last podcast. Uh, I'm a huge Don Henley fan, huge mm -hmm. Eagles fan. Uh, but Don Henley to me is just one of the greatest songwriters ever. And I'm a huge fan of his song, uh, The Heart of the Matter. And it just tells this great story of forgiveness. 
and you know what i don't have those lyrics pulled up um but it's uh again it's great musically sorry i should have already had this up robert right. um and, and and it's it's not super super deep but I love the way it goes with the the music is kind of this walk up of a scale. The chorus builds and builds. I'm learning to live without you now, but I miss you sometimes. The more I know, the less I understand. All the things I thought I knew, I'm learning again. I've been trying to get down to the heart of the matter, but my will gets weak. My thoughts seem to scatter, but I think it's about forgiveness, forgiveness, even if you don't love me anymore. Now, again, this is not like this isn't going to blow anybody's mind, but I just love the picture that it paints. And um, uh, he talks about how he, you know, he's, he broke up with this love and then he sees her later on and uh, he still has these memories and thoughts, but he doesn't harbor anger towards her. Uh, he's learned that's really about forgiveness. And what I love about that is it's a great life lesson. I think most of us, the older you get, the more you learn. There's so much we can learn if we just learn how to forgive, right? Yeah. If we can just move on. Everybody's been wounded in some way or another by somebody, by multiple people. Uh, we got to learn to forgive and, and keep going. And yeah. I don't know. That always stuck out with me. It's just one of my favorite songs. Yeah. So I, I see a theme here. Gentleman of mine, he's leaving this person behind it. <laughs> I know it's it, yeah. it sounds like I know it sounds like uh therapy. <laughs> I, well here here's what's fun. It's not like I have this checkered past of love life or anything like that. I have this wonderful, beautiful <laughs> marriage. Uh but growing up, I was always drawn either to love songs mm -hmm. or, or <laughs> my brother used to call me ballad boy. Hey, ballad boy, play a play a, play a rock <laughs> song, quit playing these sappy songs. I just love sappy love songs. Uh, I just I, I love romantic songs and <laughs> I love heartbreak songs and uh, I don't know why. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like, oh yeah, I can relate to that because my heart was broken. Uh, it, I just like the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, get anyways. it. Did Don Henley write uh, Desperado? Yeah, him and Glenn Fry. Okay, it was one of the yeah. one of the first songs they wrote together. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, that's one of my favorite songs. So. Oh, wow. it's beautiful. Yeah, uh -huh. Don Henley. You could just he nearly everything he writes is just yeah. so amazing. You can feel that song every time I hear it. It's just uh, uh, I, I had the lyrics. I printed them off here. Oh yeah, uh, Desperado. Why don't you come to your senses? You're you've been out riding fences for so long now. Oh, you're a hard one. I know you got your reasons that these things that are pleasing you can hurt you somehow. It's, that's a good place to stop. I don't want to do the whole yeah. song, but that's a good, good song. I know you and I share a favorite songwriter. I believe we do. Uh, Rich Mullins. Oh, did, love him. Did you did you throw in some Rich Mullins lyrics? I figured you yeah. would. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I uh I love Creed. Creed is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love Elijah. Hold me, Jesus. Oh, just wonderful. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I stand, um, I, I don't know that there's a Rich Mullen song that you wouldn't look at and say, that's not a great lyrically written song. I think he's probably the best Christian. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'd say musician, though he was a great musician. Probably the best Christian lyricist of all time, yeah. I would say. I agree with that. 
Uh-huh. And I forgot about Elijah just when I was throwing things together. Elijah, you know, that was like on his very first album. And that song is incredibly deep. I mean, just uh, that, that just showed the potential there. Uh, and it, it, he shined. I, some of my favorite lyrics, two sets that come from the howling, one talking about the spirit of the Holy Spirit, but the wind don't blow where you want it to go. No, the wind just goes where it will and you follow. And that's good lyric. And then he, he's second lyric in that song. I can see some traveler's footprints. There's a little bit of blood in every step he made. I wonder what kind of burden he's bearing that has cut him so deeply every step along the long, long way. That's good songwriting. Okay. Here's one I thought of, uh, didn't name, uh, calling out your name. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, the moon moved past Nebraska and spilled laughter on them cold Dakota Hills. Who says stuff like yeah. that? I mean, no, you know, that's just, I feel like all his songs were saying things uh, like at the time. And even now you just don't really hear this stuff in Christian music, mm. right? No, no. Uh, Angels danced on Jacob's stairs. Uh, this, there's a silence in the badlands and over Kansas, the whole universe was stilled by the whisper of a prayer. And it's just things like that. It just made him so unique. And uh, yeah, I, he was this, he was just a poet, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I love, yeah, it, definitely my favorite Christian. I mean, one of my favorite songwriters, period. But if you start talking about Christian music, he's at the very top, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. My, he's got, he wrote a song that I think is this close to perfect in lyrics. Uh, is a story of Jacob and two women. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. I love that, you know, because one verse is the uh, Leia's perspective, you know, bless her heart. And and then, Jake, Jake, go ahead. The first time I heard that song, uh, I think I was very, very early 20s or maybe 18 or 19. And I'm sure I'd heard that story before, but I didn't remember it. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, his, his song made me go back and read the story and study it. So, I mean, that's a win for a song. When your song makes me be like, what does the Bible really say about that? It sounds like this is an incredible story. Uh, yeah, because you're like, there's no way that happened. Yeah. Uh, you, you, when he talks about Jacob, it says Jacob got two women and a whole yeah. house full of kids as he schemed his way back to the promised land. And he finds this one thing to win them, but it's another to keep him content <laughs> when he knows he is only just one man. I love this line and his sky's an empty bottle. And when he's drunk, the ocean dry, well, he sells off three sheets to some reckless wind and his friends say, ain't it awful. And he says, no, I think it's fine. And this is the world as best as I can remember it. If I ever write a memoir, I think that's my title. This is the world as best as I can remember it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was—he's man, fantastic. I know you and I also have a friend, and and you—you've been friends with Ross a lot longer than I have. But we kind of hit on, mentioned him a few moments ago. Just a prolific songwriter. Uh, do you, some of his lyrics, some things that come to mind. Ross's stuff. Yeah, man, I love Ross, uh, both just as a person and, of course, as a songwriter. When I first started getting into leading worship, uh, early college age, um, the mid to the mid to late 90s kind of saw this worship revival 
UK. And it was this new wave of, I guess, a new style of worship and, and that kind of thing. And uh, Ross was kind of involved on in some of the cutting edge of that. He, he led worship at Breakaway at A&M, uh, 10,000 college students a week at this thing. And just, you know, the Lord doing some incredible things. And from that thing, from that Bible study, they record, they recorded a couple of worship albums. And when I first started leading worship, I got a hold of those worship albums uh, and basically memorized them front to back. And the little Collins Bible study that I was leading worship at, that was my set list. It was like, okay, I'm going to take the breakaway album and do songs one through eight, right in order, you know? And uh, <laughs> it was just hilarious. But he wrote a few of those simple songs, but were so profound to me in need of grace, mm-hmm. in need of love, in need of mercy raining down from high above. Uh, you know, it's not mind blowing or anything, but it was. Uh, in a worship setting, it was just uh, the the things that he wrote and still writes um, help me verbalize things to the Lord. Uh, I would say uh, he 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 can tap into um, things that I think we all feel. Yeah. Ross does a great job of that. It's a gift from the Lord, no doubt. Um, of you know, you'll hear some of his lyrics, and you're like man, yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling. Thanks for putting that into words. So In Need, that's one of his songs. Uh, I co- On my very first album that I ever recorded, it was a little four-song CD that that basically you just pass out to people to say, it's like a business card for worship leaders when you're first getting started. And uh, I didn't write any of the songs on that, on that four-song CD. Two of them were, were raw songs. Uh, and one of them is called Meet With Me. Uh, and I always loved that. And everywhere I played that, people loved it. Uh, and it says, I will run uh, to the cleft of the mountain to be with you. I got to remember. It's been a long time since I sung this. Uh, it basically tells a story about Moses being in the cleft of the mountain and the Lord passing by and seeing his glory. Uh, and uh, great song. Um, he has another one that's called... Uh, you alone can satisfy. And it starts out, I have bowed at the altar, bowed to the altar of this world and its lies. Uh, and now I long to return to you. You alone can satisfy. Yeah. And, and again, it's just those things you're like, oh yeah, that resonates with me. And so yeah, love, and his, all, love all the raw songs. Yeah, his latest album is fantastic. Unfinished. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the songs, early songs that he kind of put out there that wind up on that album, the things that I'm afraid of. Yes. Oh my goodness. And uh, you know, let's see, I walked through the, wait, that's not the line I want to quote. Um, oh, come on. Help me out here. Uh, where is it? Uh, like you could read my mind. If you could read my mind. You would know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh goodness. Um, we've got too many sheets right here in front of me. And just flip over just about slow. Here it is. Uh, there's no place where the demons won't find me, but wait, just wait till they see who's standing behind yes, me. Yes. Cause I walked through the Valley of the shadows and it scared me half to death, but you're with me everywhere I go. So I don't give up yet. My fear would surely kill me. If I didn't know the truth, the things that I am afraid of are afraid of you. I love that. That's, That's just, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was still serving at the uh, admission downtown Birmingham with the guys. And I, and I remember when I first heard the lyrics to that song, I brought it in and I brought my little uh, uh, 
portable speaker and plopped it down. And I said, you guys need to listen to this song because a lot of things in that song, you know, they're dealing with just a wonderfully written song. So yeah, Ross is great. Yeah. Um, you write songs and you say you're, you know, in seasons, but I just want to ask you this question is talk about lyrics and the importance of lyrics. Has there ever been a lyric that you have written where you're like, oh, this is so good. And I'm not mean, like, <laughs> oh, wow, I'm so great. No, I don't mean that at all. I, when I write something good, I recognize it as good, but I also recognize I didn't write that. Where did that come mm. from? Uh, so anything that comes to your mind? Um, it, well, it's funny because I, I don't view any of my lyrics as particularly super deep or anything uh and before i tell you one that i like can i tell you one that my wife does not like sure go for it <laughs> okay and she always teases me about this a song that i wrote many years ago it's called thank you lord for loving me mm -hmm. a real simple song of thanksgiving uh that kind of came quickly it just that was a song that that came out real quick <laughs> and there's a line in the bridge that says uh, it's by your goodness know your greatness and and i don't know why i wrote it like that but i was it just did i just it's by your goodness know your greatness uh, that you would be so kind to save us and it's almost like you're correcting yourself in the song and it worked it was fine it was singable but stephanie was like i just want you to know i hate that lyric i hate that just say it's by your greatness <laughs> no it's not your goodness. It's your greatness. She just, she would always tease me about that. And, uh, oh yeah, it's great. She always messes me with me about that, but something that has, I guess, let me think. Um, I guess one of the songs that I really, uh, there's a song that I wrote many years ago called, uh, I'm saved mm -hmm. and I haven't sung it in many, many, many years. Um, but it came straight from Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Um, I just, I wanted to put that verse to music, really. Um, I, I, and I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the best things we can say have already been said in scripture. That That's not just me trying to super spiritualize stuff, but there's nothing better that I can say than what God has already said. Yeah. So to me, the most profound lyrics are just taking scripture and trying to put them to music. Yeah. And that and that particular chorus of that song was one of my favorite. Uh, Confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised him from dead. Uh, with my heart, uh, I got to go back and look at it. I don't even remember. It's been so long I've sung it. But um, it's just that verse. Yeah. But I loved it because I'm like, Lord, I'm singing your word. Uh, uh, you know, and your word is... Uh, your word is alive. Your word, your word's active. So I can try to come up with my own little clever stuff, but your word is great. There's a there's a line in the hymn, "How firm a foundation," which has always been one of my favorite. And it says, "What more can we say than He's already said?" And I've always loved that line. I'm like, "Yep, you're darn right." You know, I can't say anything better than what He's already said. Yeah. So let me just take what you have said, Lord, and try to put some music to it. Yeah. And I'm going to go from the deep richness of that. I'm not a songwriter. I probably have started maybe a half dozen to 10 songs in my lifetime. A uh, few of them I finished, but those are a long time ago when I, I started out. Uh, I have a music degree, but 
my focus when I started was uh, theory and composition. I wanted to write songs. And so occasionally a song will pop into my mind and, and I've got about three or four un- incomplete, but my favorite opening line of anything I've written, and it was, it would be in the country vein, <laughs> is uh, a, a song I, was, I wrote called Fools Anonymous. Did not finish this song, but here's how it started. Uh, when I ask you for the truth, girl, you poured me hundred proof and my glass of grand delusion hit the floor. <laughs> Just like that. So, uh, so it, I, I've been looking for a collaborator. If you want to help it's me. Perfect country song. song <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, I could hear Alan Jackson singing it. Even, there you go. So, so. <laughs> uh, I want to wrap up with this final question and we'll do one thing. Cause we could, we could dish on this is dish. All right. For guys to say. Uh, yeah, so. sure. Okay. All right. We, we eat off one. Uh, we could talk about music all night long. Um, occasionally you'll hear song lyrics and they're enigmatic. It's like a, an abstract painting. And, and are there any songs with enigmatic lyrics? I just like saying that word enigmatic uh, <laughs> that uh, you find meaning in uh, you, you like that it, it, it maybe not what the songwriter was trying to convey, but it's something that just kind of, it, it pings in you, strikes off something in your, in your mind or your heart. Uh, yes. Um, as you said that, I was trying to think. Um, always been a big Phil Collins fan. I love Phil Collins. Fantastic songwriter, incredible songwriter, great musician, amazing. Uh dude has written not just rock songs but you know he's done some broadway musicals and things like that and uh, tarzan he wrote songs for the tarzan mm-hmm. disney thing just an incredible songwriter one of his most famous songs uh, as a solo artist his first album as a solo artist was in the air tonight which everybody mm-hmm. knows yeah uh, i can feel that coming in the air tonight here we down on and, down on the beach turn up your speakers in your car roll the windows down yes perfect song okay so uh, people have heard that song, you know, for so many years now. It came out, I think, in 1981. It's 40 years. And for the longest time, people came up with this story of like, oh, here's what he meant behind that. And they came up with this whole backstory of, oh, he witnessed this crime of somebody killing somebody else and all that kind of stuff. Well, he, he since came out and he was like, Stories about the songs about nothing. He said, I was going through a divorce at the time and I was mad. And uh, he said, this, this, pulsing driving song came out of it he said the lyrics don't mean anything you know not what you think they mean uh so i find that kind of funny but (laughs) that's one of those songs that i can listen to i think anybody can listen to yeah i can feel it coming in the air tonight whatever you know you can feel what coming (laughs) just whatever you're going through maybe maybe you're you know you're trying to get pumped up before you go to a workout or maybe Mm -hmm. you're maybe you're um just dealing with something and you just need to pound your fist or something like that. To me, that's one of those lyrics or or songs in particular that you can just kind of sing. And, you know, it's not, it it can say something different every time you listen to it, I guess. And and it's not super deep, uh, but it's repetitive. Uh, Obviously has a great drum track to it and it's great musicianship within the song but um that's one of those things when you say enigmatic to me i think it can kind of mean anything means something this week it might mean something this different next week that kind of thing and i've just always loved that song 
It's a great song. I'll be listening to it as soon as we get off the phone. There you go. Off okay. Of here. Make um, sure you make sure you do some air drums to it. You can't listen I'll, to that song yes. without air drums. <laughs> I, I I've been taken with the last several months by a song by a, a group named uh, uh, Vampire Weekend, and uh, the, their song is Harmony Hall. Switchfoot just covered it here recently but the song uh the lyrics go uh, i think it's the chorus and the stone walls of harmony hall bear witness anybody with a worried mind can never forget the sight of wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified i don't want to i don't want to live like this i don't want to die and of course you know immediately wicked snakes inside a place you thought was dignified what comes to my mind is the garden yeah, um, he's, he's just always showing up to ruin everything. And, and uh, he has that touch about him. Of course, ultimately he loses. But anyway, Harmony Hall uh, is a great song. And so That's cool. and, I don't and, know and that one. I'm going to have to check it out. Check it out. It really op- it opens up. It's it's got it's great musically. Uh, it opens up with some great guitar playing and it's got like three different themes in it and it's a nice nice song and i like hearing them sing it and i also like switchfoot version oh uh, yeah it was switchfoot they're fantastic yeah. they're really good yeah i think they just covered it they just released a whole album of covers so we're going to do this again uh this is too fun not to next time i'm going to let you bring up the questions you know let you okay. let you host it i'm gonna i'm gonna swap seats you host the podcast and sounds fun. Um, we can talk about lyrics uh i like talking about lyrics it's just good i want us to do something go ahead i was just gonna say yeah it's super fun yeah. i mean you're right we could probably do this all night long <laughs> yeah, i think we could we could we could we could have five or six versions of right now <laughs> we're just gonna keep keep putting them together because i'm always looking for podcast guests um I want us to do something. Close out. I didn't tell you we were going to do this ahead of time, but I think it would be a neat way to sign off. And so this is kind of, we're about to, Demby and I are about to do something. He doesn't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> but before we do that, I just want to say for those of you listening, hope you're back here next Wednesday morning when you hear Party of Redemption, your table is ready. Uh, Demby and I, I would like us to sing, and I'd like you to be the one that leads uh, <laughs> to sing. Uh, I've never tried to sing over Zoom, by the way, to sing the doxology. Simple. Oh, okay. I think it would just be a great song to end on. And then I'm going to say <laughs> say goodbye to the, when I'm not going to say goodbye. This is, this is our goodbye. And I'll reach over, click off the recording, and then you and I'll continue to visit for a few minutes. So there cool. you go. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll sing melody if you want to do any harmony. Ooh, I think I'll just stick to the melody. We'll see what All happens. Right, that's we'll see fun. how the spirit okay. went to it. All right. Praise God from whom all blessing flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Ah.